While every shelter pet is unique, some love a good game of fetch. Others rather snuggle together on the couch. However, there is one thing that they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. And it just so has that one of my friends adopted a Yorkie Terrier last week. His name is Hiccup, and he's as happy as can be with his new pet owner. And a few trivia points here for you. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animal shelters and rescue groups? Also, the unique qualities of each and every shelter pet add up to an incredible bond between every shelter pet and parent. So if you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. In your own time, gentlemen. Must be something big if the channel's here. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion? Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics. My name is Christian, and I have Devin here with me, as always, today. And we're going to be reviewing 1917, uh, directed by Sam Mendes, and uh, written by Sam Mendes and uh, Christy Wilkins uh, Karens, and stars uh, Dean Charles Chapman, George McKay, Daniel Mays, just to name a few, and Richard Madden. Um, as well as our Mr. Uh, Dr. Strange as well with Benedict Cumberbatch. And um, as always, buddy, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing swell. How about you? I'm doing great. We just we just got done with one podcast and we're, we're hopping over to the other. You know, got to split it up and have, have some fun. You know, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be a good night, but I'm more excited for, uh, you know, as we were talking the last podcast, but um, NFL weekend, you know, we got the Titans and the Chiefs uh, going head to head. So that'll be pretty crazy. But um, do you, you watch the game yesterday between the uh, Seahawks and the um, uh, Packers? I did. It was. Were you rooting for? Yeah, it was pretty good. I went to uh, this one bar in town, and um, it's normally a Seahawks bar, but the, um, of course, you know, uh, the Green Bay, the Packer fans were on the first floor, and then the Seahawks fans were on the second floor. But it was like they they had very very strict rules. Like if if you were a Packers fan and you went upstairs, like there was like a president of like the Seahawks fan club here in Nashville. It was really weird. But like, if you went upstairs wearing like Packers gear, like I, gu- I guess they had like too many fights or something last year. Um, when these two teams went or just a general, whatever team the Seahawks face, like they, they could not be upstairs. It was, it was like legit segregation. It was weird, but I can kind of understand that because, you know, they want to kind of, you know, uh, not get into as many fights as possible, kind of, you know, dodge that bullet. But yeah, man, I was actually kind of gra- glad that um, 
uh, Green Bay took it home because those Seahawks fans were like really, really annoying. So, yeah, congratulations to the Green Bay Packers. But anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, as I said, we're going to be reviewing 1917. And let me read the synopsis here before we uh, get straight into it. Uh, so two young British soldiers during the First World War are given an impossible mission, deliver a message um, deep in enemy territory that will stop 16,000 men, or 1,600 men, excuse me. Wow, I cannot read today. <laughs> and one of the uh, soldier's brothers from walking straight into a deadly trap. And I said before, this is directed by Sam Mendes. This is a film that everybody's been talking about when it comes to the whole one-shot um, editing uh, technique. I know that Birdman uh, did something very similar. So this is pretty much the second movie to, to kind of uh, tackle this uh, method um, of you know film editing. So um, I guess just want to get your really uh, your uh, thoughts about this really quick, Kevin. Before we go into spoilers, so we'll have a little bit of a non-spoiler section for those who haven't seen the movie yet, because this was uh, technically released on Christmas here in the states, and then had a wider, wider release this past weekend. So, uh, what were your initial thoughts about it? Um, when I first got out of the movie on Sunday yesterday, I I just kept thinking it was it was a near masterpiece. It it really did blow me away what I watched. Okay. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you there. It's very, um, when, when I, I saw it a few, about a month ago, um, I got invited to a screening and I didn't really know what to think of it. I know a lot of people are trying to compare this to Dunkirk. I personally think Dunkirk and 1917 are two separate movies and they're two, they're trying to do two totally different things. Um, you know, with 1917, it is a more simplistic story, um, especially from, you know, the synopsis that I just read. That's, that is literally the, the plot of the entire movie, you know, with, with a few sacrifices here and there, uh, when it comes to a few of the characters, but, um, yeah, it was, it, I think what really blew me away was the cinematography and that's what drew me in the most. The story was fine. Um, you know, it's very uh, simple, very easy to understand, which I feel like with some war movies, some people kind of get a little convoluted or kind of mixed up of what's going on. So this was this happens during the First World War, and it's it's it's, it's a very um, it's a very heartbreaking story as well. You know, as these two um, these two soldiers. Uh, um, make their journey across uh, enemy lines. Um, what really, you know, stood out to me again was the um, what was was the whole one shot take. Even though yeah. th there are a few little editing pieces in there, which I didn't really expect them to go through an entire two hour movie nonstop with the camera. You know what I mean? Because that's that's a little bit. Um, yeah, it would have been very impressive, but that's a very long take. That's, that's <laughs> definitely that's definitely the thing that sold me because I saw about previews as they were coming out and I, th I thought it looked good but I wasn't completely sold yet yeah but then when I heard it was it was shot to make it look like one consecutive long shot that that really sold it it was like the differentiator from what well, could have been just a basic uh world war one movie definitely changed my mind about things because I love Birdman and it's a very similar concept so and it's, it's just very impressive to pull that off I think I, I watched some videos about how they did it and I think um, they did it in seven to eight minute intervals is what they did the the scenes in. Yeah, and it's it's just so impressive for the actors and the directors and their and their, and everything because 
one mess up and you have to do a whole eight minutes over again. It's right. crazy to think about. Yeah, and there was that one uh, video on Twitter where, you know, it's showing the, the shot that we've all seen through the trailers where um, one of the ca uh, characters is uh, jo uh, George Mackey, I believe. Yeah, George Mackey's character. You know, he's running through, um, you know, enemy, like right over enemy, enemy lines, you know, explosions, everything are going around. He's running into his own troops and trying to tell them, hey, you know, like, don't, don't make this charge. You're running into a trap. But I think uh, the main thing here... Um, uh, so really quick was uh, was yeah I mean besides the story which I mean I thought it was I, I, I do want to add it, apparently in that scene where he's running and he runs into multiple people that wasn't planned yeah and they they just kept rolling and it made it in the movie I thought that was really cool oh yeah it looks way more realistic because I'm like he like it would have been really like fishy he's like he doesn't run into like anyone like that's actually more less you know less realistic than what actually made it in anyway, that's really cool. But um, so I guess um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we kind of just head into spoilers for all of our listeners out there? Um, no. All right, so everyone, we're about to head into spoilers. I'm about to play a uh, quick little uh, clip from a video, or excuse me, <laughs> from the movie uh, that I found online, and then we're gonna head straight into sp uh, spoilers. Uh, 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 uh. You keep hold of me! We need to keep moving! Come on! I can't see! I can't see! Stop! 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 It's a mine shaft! But we have to jump! Come on! No! You're going to have to jump! Just jump! I can't! I can't see! You need to trust me! Jump! Alright, and we're back. We're in the spoiler section. We're here, and we're, we're ready to talk about this movie. It's going to be a hoot and a half, I should say. But, yeah, so what did you think? think um i wanted to ask you really quick devin about um what, what did you think about the story overall did you think did it really get you to care for these characters um did you feel any type of way about it or were you just kind of like there for the cinematography uh, i definitely did enjoy this story um i like how they're just the two main characters are just two guys like they're very relatable just mm. normal normal guys and the director said he wanted to cast two quote unquote nobodies, which they were, but in a way, yeah, not not anymore, but right, yeah. I I think wanted, this. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he wanted to cast two nobodies, and I definitely agree with that because it just adds to the the humanity of it, and adds to just relating to these characters, even though they're in a war and we weren't born yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially with Dean Charles Chapman. I mean, he he played um, you know King Tommen in uh, Game of Thrones. He was he was there for a while, but um, I I've seen him in something else, and I can't remember what movie it was. And I've definitely seen George Mackey in in a few other films as well. But um, you know, there's a nice few uh, little surprises there. You know, you got uh, Richard Madden, aka um, you got um, Mr. Rob Stark from Game of Thrones as well, and we also got Benedict Cumberbatch. It didn't... Yeah, I really liked like the ancillary characters, like that kept popping up because they were all like known actors, but that just kind of added to the scenes they were in because 
Yeah, they really they really piqued your interest when it was, when um, things could have gotten dull. They they piqued your interest and kept you engaged. Yeah, um, you already you had mentioned Richard Madden. There was Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Scott. That's right, and Andrew then Scott. also um, Mark Strong was also one of them that popped up. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about him. But yeah, and I think with you know these bigger actors, you know they they took a lot, obviously like a really big uh, back seat. But I think that added a lot more to the film. But um, I mean the the story did really move me. Um, I understand. Like actually, I was talking to my boss about it today because he saw it um, over the weekend. He was a he's a veteran, and I asked him, you know, hey, like what did you think of you know nineteen seventeen, and he. He didn't really like it all that much. Um, he didn't care for the story. And I think the reason why he wanted to go was for the story. He didn't like how simplistic the story was. And I can totally see that. And I totally understand why, um, you know, people just think it's too simple. But at the same time, it really does make for a great story because it really does get you to care for both of these men, um, both of these men who are, you know, journey, um, taking this journey together. And uh, you have Dean Charles Chapman's character who ends up dying um, halfway not, through. I did not expect him to die so soon. I did not like, expect him to die soon at all. immediately. Yeah, like it was very, very early. Like what? And that's and then the first act? That's probably like the main issue I had was he kind of just dies unceremoniously because he gets stabbed off camera. Yeah. And then, but like his, um, oh my gosh, like his col- the color of his face though, it was like, yeah, that was, was insane. Like light, laying there dead, it was, that was crazy. Yeah, I just, I, I couldn't honestly believe it. And then, you know, we have George McKay's character, he just heads towards, you know, I mean, he finishes the mission, but I really do like how the beginning of the movie, you know, it starts with George McKay's character sitting underneath the tree, just taking, take some leisure time, you know, and, um, it really did hit me home when, you know, um, when they reached Richard Madden's character, Richard Madden's character, who was uh, Dean Charles's, who played Dean Charles's brother in in the movie. Okay, and, I kept looking to find. I was like, Where, "Where's he gonna be? Who's he gonna be?" I'm yeah, like, I'm trying to find someone who looks like him, and then I was like, "Whoa!" Kind of, kind of <laughs> resemblance a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Crazy, I was. I did not expect Richard Madden to be in this movie at all. I was like, "Oh wow." But like I, I I absolutely did love it. Um, you know, the only I do wish the story was a little bit more. I don't want to say complex, but I wish there was something just a little bit more there. But I mean, hey, you know, you, you got to take what you can get. Um, this is definitely something I can see myself um, owning when it comes out on Blu-ray as well. But um, I also say one of the most impressive scenes is when he gets to that uh, little town and he yeah. He has that shootout with that random guy in the in the window. And, <laughs> He's freaking booking it, man! I was like, he like, he gets knocked out by the guy, and then he wakes up, and the whole town is just being lit by flares. Oh, yeah, it's just it, it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Like, I don't know how they even get close to pulling that off. I don't. Yeah, and a lot of it, they, were, they weren't relying on any other light source. It was just flares. And yeah, natural light. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was amazing. I think my yeah my favorite part is when uh, George McKay's you know is going through the town. He runs into that. Um, I think she's French. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was like my favorite part of the movie, minus the end. But it was just it was it was it was a breathtaking movie, man. They're honestly like you know I could talk about this stuff all day and you know I'll just end up repeating myself. But um, yeah, it, it really was a great film, and I hope more people see this film. 
because um, I think it is very important that like th- this is the definition of cinema. This it, is it, it really is jaw drop. Yeah, and it's you know Sam Mendes has, has done a, a fantastic job um, with this, and he was even surprised at the Golden Globes when he won Best Picture, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "What just happened?" And we're like, "You won. That's what just happened," you know. But uh, <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to touch on that you know you think is uh, no uh, worth noting? I like Benedict Cumberbatch's badass scar. He looked like. Scar from Lion King. Yeah, he really did. Oh, Doctor Strange. He's he's making. It's like hey, everyone's saying you know these Marvel uh, actors. You know, there there's a curse, and I'm like, I don't think that's very true. I mean, yeah, there may be some like you expect their next there, movie to be been, like really. There's been no no actor that's been cursed. I don't know. Yeah, what and the it, argument is yeah, and, and I don't even like some people I saw were saying oh Doctor Doolittle whatever whatever with. Um, or, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, okay, like before he was in the MCU, he was in Shaggy Dog. Like, I think that came out like a year or two before he even played Iron Man. Like, that was like the most goofy role. Chris Evans, what I forgot what movie he was in. It was just uh, it, it was some some comedy that he was in. I'm drawing a blank on it now, but I'm like, come on, guys. Like, uh, there is no such thing as Marvel curse. Actors take jobs. To where you know they think they're going to get paid adequately and they are interested in the story and as long as they're having fun and they're getting treated fairly there is really nothing else to it to be completely honest i mean they're going to get paid either way so i mean good actors in bad movies all the time they still get paid why do they care you know i mean obviously they care to an extent but at the same time i mean cats I mean, whatever Jason Drulo wants to say, because I'm... Anyway, but it's just, yeah, they're they're in this business to, to do something that they love, no matter if it's a great movie that critics or fans love, or if it's just something that, you know, they're, they are att- attracted to the characters that they are supposed to be portraying. And that that's why they take these roles, you know, no matter what it could be. Freaking what, Jeremy Renner was in, um, was it Arctic Dogs? Like, yeah, it's a goofy movie, but, like, who cares? Honestly, it's like, I have I seen it? No, but, I mean, it's work. Hey, it's life, you know? But um, was there uh, uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up here? I loved every scene that was in the trenches because it was just nonstop, just, like, movement and chaos. And you It made you feel, feel very, it. like, congested, too. Es- especially when they went into the enemy grounds and then into that uh, underground, like, little area they were living in. And yeah. Like, when that bomb goes off because of the rat, I was, it was, like, shocking. Like, it really you just, was. You didn't expect it to happen, and then, boom, it just happens. You just, like, <laughs> felt it. I, like, actually jumped out of my seat for a second. I was like, oh, my God, that was crazy. <laughs> and then he's, like, pissed at rats. The rats right now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rats. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rats. <laughs> but, yeah, um, and I actually wanted to touch on one little thing because I was listening to the Next Best Picture podcast and their review in 1917, and uh, Matt uh, Neglia on there was saying that it kind of reminded him of a uh, a video game in a way, you know, like the third person over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um so and and I and it, you know I really want to see this movie again, but um, I was thinking I was like yeah that actually that that pretty much that's a great analogy. So I, yeah, I thought I, that was pretty cool. When came up went off, I was like oh, I just got claymored. <laughs> it's COD all over again. This is, oh man, it's crazy stuff. COD World War or what was it? Uh, World at War. 
yeah, World at War. Man, that was a great game. Great, great game. But, uh, yeah, I believe if there was nothing else, Devin, I believe was, uh, we can wrap up here for this. Uh, I, also, I also love that they used that they had that song in the trailer and then they showed it in the movie being sung by one of the soldiers. Yeah, that, oh, I, I totally that, forgot I about that. That was really cool because that called me, that was a callback to the trailer. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be sung by an actual soldier, but it was, it was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. The the uh yeah, the sound the soundtrack was fantastic. I mean the sound mixing, the editing was, you know, obviously fantastic. So, you know, I definitely think it's gonna be taking a lot of uh awards home for um, you know, the Oscars coming up February 9th. So that'll be really interesting to see. But uh was there anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, that's going to conclude our review here of 1917. Everybody, go see this movie. We still have uh, scores. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm like, I got football on my mind and doing this. So, uh, what would you give this out of a hundred? A 1970. I'm I'm gonna gonna go above. uh, A 94. Ooh, you know what? Yeah, it's just it was so good. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm just gonna give it a solid ninety-five. I think, just, yeah. just, just a little bit more. But yeah, it was great movie. And honestly, if if anyone is thinking about seeing this movie, you definitely want to see this in theaters because it is built yes. for this theater experience. San Mendes said it in IMAX or Dolby. Yes, sure, preferably Dolby. Just just for the sound as well. But you know the the IMAX seats hurt hurt my butt. So it's it's just one of those movies where you're watching it and you just you're just in awe and don't understand how they made it. Yeah, it it is very breathtaking. I believe this is like if anyone's like looking to get into um you know filmmaking, this is this is the definition of of, of cinema. Um, I I personally think you know it moves a lot of people. The, um, you have great character development. Um, you know, it really ki- like gives you to uh, care about these characters, and you know the the score, the sound just moves you, and everything happening on screen. It's just very, very immersive. But um, yeah, so that route pretty much wraps it up, uh, everyone. Um, have we been going for nineteen minutes and seventeen seconds? Um, we have been going for yeah, nineteen fifty nine. Holy crap! Oh. oh, there we go. But yeah, that was oh my god, that was man, that was nice. That was a nice touch. And you know what? That actually would have been cool. It's like we're gonna give a nineteen. We're gonna give the. You're, you're, gonna, have to, you're gonna have to edit out a minute or two. To edit it down to nineteen. You know what? I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but um, again, that um, that wraps it up here, folks. Uh, we're gonna go watch some tigers beat up some more tigers on 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 the football screen here. And um, <laughs> you can listen to this podcast on uh, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram over at Film Optics. Optics is spelled O P T I X. Um, I have no clue what we're reviewing next. Um, we'll just have to figure it out. And um, we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.